I'm Dylan Stafford, and welcome to Drive Time, UCLA Anderson's podcast about some of the most interesting and ambitious people in our community. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. With me today is Sophie Gao, a member of the class of 2020. This is graduation week, and uh, I'm really excited for you to meet a global citizen, a person who was very well educated before she got here and has taken her education at Anderson and really opened up a brand new chapter in her career at Amazon that she's going to tell you about during the course of this. Um, And for those of you listening, this is also, I'd like to appreciate my team, uh, Samantha Holland and Darcy Hitt. We're uh, together with uh, Drew Mandenach from Marketing. The four of us are working on this sort of summer session here in 2020. We are trying to accomplish two things. We'd really like to honor the class of 2020, the class whose graduation is somewhat impacted by the events of the moment, COVID, et cetera, remote, safer at home. And uh, also, you know, pay some of the lessons learned from their uh, members forward to the class of 2023, who are obviously getting ready to start grad school here at the end of the summer. And for the rest of you who are listening, we just appreciate you listening. So thank you for being with us. Uh, We had a little bit of a a nominating process and your name was nominated by your peers as one of the stories from the class of 2020 that needed to be told. So thank you so much for saying yes to this opportunity. Oh, the the pleasure is all mine. I'm so honored, to be honest. Well, I just think that your story is going to inspire a lot of people. Um, I'm really uh, proud of how involved you have been during school, how you, um, you know, you basically started a new job at the start of school, and now you're starting a new job at the end of school. You're just uh, a person with, with a lot going on. So by way of by way of introduction, why don't why don't you tell everyone who's listening, um, you know, a little bit about yourself, uh, where where you grew up, your family. Let's let's hear about you. Um, I am from China, so I was born and raised in a very distant small town in China. Um, example is not population wise, of course. Is like I know everyone from my class, from my kindergarten to my high school. That's how tight the small the town is. But in my high school, my family moved from my hometown to an international city in Guangzhou. And since then, it opened my mind and it just planted an idea that I want to go abroad and to really explore what I can be, what kind of person I can be to explore the possibilities. And that eventually led me to the United States. While I was working and it's just coming to me, I want to know more about business. How about operation, how about the marketing? And where is the best venue for me to do so is then MBA came to my mind. And then I learned about MBA is not just about knowledge, it's about your peers, who you are learning with, it's about your professor, who you are learning from. Is the whole co- collaborative environment made me to feel like, yes, this is the thing I want to do. And then, Three years ago, I ended in Anderson. Three years later, I'm so proud of myself to graduate from Anderson, to be honest. I can say this is one of the best decisions I've made. You know, one person that you were telling me who's really influential in how you approach life is your father. Tell people about how inspiring your father's life story is. Yeah, my dad is, was born in a farming, like traditional farming family. But he, his aspiration was to be a doctor. 
So he wanted to do so to leave his village to attend a high school in, in the city because that he can have better opportunity and chances to, to attend a medical school after high school. But it was six or seven miles away from his home. He ended to walk from his home to his school, like, because he has no way to navigate around. And then he realized he couldn't do that. He had to stay in the schools most of the time to finish his homework, to better be prepared. So what he did, he is, no, I'm not coming back to home. I'm going to sleep in my classroom during the week and come back to my home during the weekends. And when he got back to the weekends, it's not just study or it's chill, it's, it's farming work. He has to do the labor work to help out the family as the eldest son in the family. And I was asking, how did you do that? Like sleeping in the classroom is beyond my mind. And he said, oh, I just put my beddings in the behind of the classroom and I took them out when everybody left and I did it for three years and then I ended in a medical school. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I, I can never complain about like my generation, how much resources we have, to be honest. One of the things I love about Anderson is we get to, we get to make friends from all around the world. And, you know, your classmates got to meet you and, you know, your family's life story. That's, that's not how my dad had to go to make his career. You know, it's so inspiring. Wow. That's, yeah. I love that. I, yeah, I love his story, to be honest. <laughs> so tell us, where, where did you go to undergrad? I went to uh, like a Jiangxi University of Finance and Economics is a finance and economics specialized school. Yeah, in China. And you started college pretty early, right? Yeah, I actually graduated from high school when I was 16 and I didn't get to the school I wanted to. So I took a gap year to re-prepare and then I attended the college at the age of 17. Okay. And, and you thought about theater, maybe. Yes. <laughs> I loved literature. I still love literature. I love theaters. I love on-stage performing. Like, I'm biggest fan of Broadway shows. I watch, like, a lot of them. And, and then I started, like, okay, so what I can do in high school? And then I started, like, a theater club. That was, like, nothing like that when I was in high school. It's all about math. Typical, yeah, stereotype, I know, but yeah, we do a lot of math work. <laughs> Chinese and English, all this stuff. And then I was like, okay, I have something I want to do. And then I started the theater. I wrote the play myself. I directed. I even participated in acting. And it was so fun. I think that was like one of my highlights in my high school. And then I, I told my parents, I want to be an actress. <laughs> but you know... I'm not saying anything stereotype, but like Asian families want you to be stable, like for the lifehood. So they, they say no. And, uh, but so that's why I took a gap year to repurpose myself what I like more besides my acting and how can I put like literature, storytelling and acting as one of my like hobby and uh, like the things that I want to work when I'm free. And, and accounting became your specialty. Yeah, that was funny <laughs> because I'm, I do good at, I, I am good at math and I do like math. And like for my parents, they, 
they don't know. They say, okay, math, what related to math? Maybe accounting? Or like, okay, maybe, I don't know. Let's just try it out. <laughs> Excellent. And, and now, now how, how, did you, how did you come from China to the United States? What was your bridge over to here? I think the bridge brought me here. It can be a little bit controversial, I have to say. I really loved the American dreams that was promoting under Obama administration. Mm. It's all about this is a dream that everybody can come to if a black people, if a black person can be a president of the United States, then you can do anything you want. And that is just really, really inspiring to me. And I feel deeply connected to that. Like I'm not being designed in some way. I can just choose a life and I can design my whole life. And that's the thing I got connected. I feel like if I'm so connected with the American culture, I want to come to the place to check it out what it's really like. So that's why I decided to apply a grad school after my undergrad in China, in the US. Dreams are human, I think. They're, they're, it's, it, you know, we, we love to say the American dream, but it's a human dream, I think. It's what is our potential as a person on the planet? Yes. What, could, what could we be? And I'm of the opinion that's, that's part of the best of America, that we support the dreams of, of people around the world, our own citizens, and then we inspire, we inspire people from other countries is, is a gift in my observation of life. And speaking of that, I do feel like this is something that Americans don't really see that as an outsider. I do see how like freedom like exists in this country that people can really choose the path. Yes, there might be a lot of barriers, obstacles that happens to everyone, but I do see that freedom and that encouragement existing in this country and that what is attracting people coming to this country and that's what made America so unique and different. And I don't know why people say make America great again. I, because I, from what I remember, America has always been great. Even in China, everybody prays about like United States is a great country to be with, to be in. So I do feel like sometimes people don't see it when they are in it. But when you take yourself out of the equation and you really see it is a, privilege to be honest when i see myself versus to a lot of people like even from my own experience they don't have that opportunity to come to explore the opportunities well and you really have i mean you come from a, a village where everyone knows everyone and and now you're a you really are a global citizen it's it's you know you you have taken a dream and you've turned it into your life <laughs> thank you and then so you came to arizona state Mm-hmm. And, uh, and your master's uh, was in accounting? Yes? Yes. Okay. And then, and then you launched your career? Were you working during school or was it all school while you were there? Uh, yeah. when, I, when I was in Arizona State, I did a, a full-time program as a master in accounting. So I was first year, first class in the United States, all in, in school for ASU, yes. Which part of your American experience felt like what you expected and which part was a surprise? Honestly, it was all surprise in the very beginning. All surprise, yeah. <laughs> so here in August when Arizona was 120 degrees. <laughs> it's just like, 
I grew up in a place like New York, like some kind of weather. And when I got here, I was like, what I'm getting myself into? Why it's so hot? And the only thing I knew about Phoenix at that time was Phoenix Suns, because I was a huge NBA fan when I was in high school. And that's the only thing I knew about that city. And I had no reason, like no idea what I'm going to encounter. And that was interesting is like how I experienced Anderson. Now I think about it and how I experienced at ASU is just when you see the diversity. ASU, I would say 70% people are local. It's not just Americans. They are very local. They are born and raised in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when you came to the like UCLA, Anderson is like, oh, I'm from Ohio, I'm from New York, I'm from everywhere. It's just like amazing how you compare these two schools. It's not saying one is better than the other. Arizona State is a state school, so they definitely serve more like local needs. But that's something I really feel like Anderson stands out to me because it makes me feel like everybody is from different places and they want that. They want that diversity at Anderson. Well, and so how many years from the time you earned your master's in accountancy until when you began at UCLA? How long was that? It was about three years. About three years, okay. Yeah. So you're working during that time? Yes. How long have you known you wanted to get your MBA? Uh, I think until a year before I ended at Anderson. At first, I was just like, okay, I get my accounting degree. I'm getting my next year's CPA. So I got a CPA. I was like, this is not as challenging as I wanted it to be. Okay, let me try something else. How about what else do I want to know more about business? So I tried CFA. I took like two levels of CFA. At that time, I was like, okay, stop it. You can't just take exams to say this is something you want to do in your life. And I really took myself back and really think what I want to know, what really makes me feel like passionate. And then it become like, I don't know, it's a question mark. I'm so interested. I'm, I love, I like accounting. I like finance. I like business. I like to make business happen. And then I was like, I don't really know what I really, really, really want to be. Then I feel like what I can do, should I get an MBA when they have like so many options, so many different things you can learn about, different dimensions of the business. So I started to network. And that time I remember I got, like I just sent an inquiry email to Anderson and I got a 30 minutes call back from Chris Thompson. He just walked me through what I should think about and why MBA now or should I postpone it. It's not like he's trying to make me to take Anderson as an MBA. It's more like he is trying to help me out. Can Anderson help my situation? Can Anderson answer my question mark? And that is something make me feel like, wow, this is Anderson culture just make me feel like so unique, so different. So make me feel like I want to be in part of that community. I want to see why be, what is happening behind this culture what I can learn from this culture. And then I started to apply Anderson and I get all positive experience. So to me, the question mark just answer a little bit. This is something I want to be. Maybe it won't help me on my ultimate life answer, my career answer, but this is a place I want to be. I want to find out. Well, I love it. Well, I will, I made a note over here. I'll make sure and tell Chris that tomorrow. <laughs> And on our 1030 team call. Um, those, For sure. 
the, 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 the wonderful part of working in admissions is that we do have those conversations with people that are, that are they're important moments as mm -hmm. people evaluate what's the future pathway. And, and when it's a good fit, it's so rewarding for everyone. Yeah. And I do want to, since we are trying to share my experience with the incoming class, I do want to let people know it's okay when you don't know what you want to do, to be honest. I would say like a lot of people who came to Anderson is with the mission. They want to find out what they want to do. If you know what you want to do, it's not really something you feel like, oh, this is something. I, that's why I go to Anderson because I want to, this is XXX, I want to get out for Anderson. Honestly, it will blow your mind. The things, the possibilities that embedded in Anderson will blow your mind and it, it, it will just different. So don't feel like a stress. Oh, everybody is so determined. They know what they want to do. I would say a lot of people, a lot of us don't. And then we find out. Oh, I love that. Yes, I hope we blow your mind. Yes, you in the class of 2023 <laughs> and beyond because we keep these we keep these drive times for a long time. I, yeah. I love the idea that we can take people who have a, a, a good trajectory and we can give them, you know, it's what else can I aim at? How can I mm -hmm. aim even higher in my life? Um, yeah. That, that is so wonderful. Well, now, do we have some pictures? Do you have some Yes, pictures? we do. Okay. All right. Tell us who we're seeing here. What is this? This is my original study group at day one. So this is the... I guess it's the end of the first week we had at Anderson. And the week, look how happy we were. <laughs> it's like two, it's like two smiles, to be honest. It's just, we don't know, like, okay, we came to the school and now we, we're really happy about the decision we made. Oh, and, that's uh, awesome. So that's, that's the end of Leadership Foundations? Yes. And the, as you can see, we, at Anderson, we do celebrate the happy hour seriously. There's a, <laughs> a bottle of beer in hand. <laughs> and um, I want to say like from what I know in this picture, everybody ended in a better place before, like better than what they came from, to be honest, like three years later. Were you ever in study groups with some of these folks again? Yeah, so the one on my uh, left, the poem, he is in my in my gap, our capstone project. So we ended together and the funny thing is <laughs> he is in Seattle and I'm moving to Seattle. So <laughs> it's like we cannot get enough with each other apparently. <laughs> Leadership Foundations, Fall Quarter, Global Access Program, and now and now after graduation off to Seattle. Very good. That's yes. it. I love it. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, the next one is when we, I don't know why I ended in the middle. Maybe I just love scooter that much. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the end of the first year. Like when we finished our first year and everybody's like, let's do it. Like we finished first year. A third in, so we decided to take a group picture together to celebrate and memorize the moment. Oh, well, that's maybe it's your, it's your acting, it's your acting, you know, you have the confidence to say, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be, this is a musical, I'm going to have the starring moment. I'm the front line. Was this your section? Yes, this is our OG flex section. The OG flex section, ah, excellent. Because you, you commuted from Arizona the whole time, right? Yes, I commuted in Arizona. I'm still in Arizona, attending my graduation. That's so great. Excellent. Oh, and there's Darcy in the middle. 
I'm trying to yes. see other people I know. Okay, very good. And this is when we decided to take a trip uh, before uh, our second year started. So we did like a trip, go to Sequoia Canyon to do all like a trip together. So like, oh, let's do it. Also it's break, but we still connect each other all the time, to be honest. So we talk to each other all the time. Our WhatsApp group is constantly showing stories, showing like stories that we have. And this is one of the trips we did. Oh, and you get to see beautiful California in the background. Wow. Yes. And uh, this is the second year started with <laughs> like a Halloween. So for people who are coming to Anderson, you will know every quarter Anderson's through big party. And uh, Halloween is one of them. And we just all dressed up in the hotel we stayed in and like, let's do it. <laughs> so this is how we all dressed up. Oh, I love it. Now, was this in, was, this is not the Vegas trip. This is local Halloween. Yeah, this is a local Halloween. This is Luskin. So um, Luskin is like the new hotel just built up when we started our school and it become our second home. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, everyone's just like, where are you going? Luskin, duh. <laughs> so it, it's a really nice place for everybody to hang out and we stay there and then we connected there. Well, and it's so convenient for everyone. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's definitely it. It's, it's really, really nice too. The stuff, I want to give a big shout out to stuff at the Lasting. They are so helpful. They even know my name. Like I walk in and they already know me because that's how many times we have been there. It's just making me feel like that's the, and that's the UCLA culture. It's not just Anderson. It's just beyond it's the whole campus. Like making me feel like it's a home no matter where you are. Well, that is excellent. Yes, the Luskin Conference Center, it's, it's just, it's so close to campus. It's got a beautiful bar. The food is excellent. And then for, for you all in hybrid or flex, when you're flying in, you know, it's a lot easier to stay there and yeah. just walk to class. The next uh, one is blue. we went to the uh, Dodgers game. <laughs> yeah, so we decided, okay, this is a flex weekend, but we're all coming Friday, what we can do before class. So they oh, there's a game, let's all go to the game. So we decided to go to the game and to watch some baseball and of course, uh, drink some beer and have some hot dogs. <laughs> oh, very nice. Oh, very great. Then we came to the third year. The third year, this is when we kick off, kick off our capstone project, GAP project, Global Access Program. And we had paired with a company that is from Australia and they're trying to launch a telehealth software company, software company product. And I want to give like a big snapshot of the company because they actually did very well during this pandemic. Like a lot of people like trying to use telehealth during this kind of period. So we did, and our strategy was really implemented right in time. So you really feel like you're making an impact like using your knowledge from MBA at like even before you graduated. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, are the gentlemen in the back row, are those your company executives? Yes, they are. Okay, so they, they came over for company launch? Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. Okay, so because the way, you know, for people who have not obviously done the Global Access Program yet, it's a six-month experience from June until December. So the executives typically, I don't know what we're going to do this year, it's going to be different, <laughs> but normally in a non-COVID year, they, they fly to the launch weekend. And then you do your research for six months. Did you travel for your research project? or I did not, but two of my teammates did. They traveled to Queensland in Australia. Okay, excellent. I was so jealous. 
because you kind of have to you have to pick and choose who's going to travel and not yeah when everybody schedules yeah and and what was your recommendation for your company what did you guys discover uh, we find out that they already had a lot of relationship with uh, sports teams in college. So we decided to leverage their existing relationship and to expand from there. How about to use the students in the, like in this college, they have all this physical therapy program, the doctor program, and to start from there and to roll out the, pro, to roll out the product in phases. So we recommend them in two phases strategy within two years. Now, based on how the world has evolved in the last, you know, six months, was that part of your strategy or is, is the COVID almost like a whole other thing? The COVID actually accelerated their pace. Okay. So at first, like they already started to approach the schools and to use it. And the school just picked it up right away because everybody is going on right right now. So they picked up their like a software product right away to do demonstrations for the students. And then the students was like a, uh, doing fellowship in the clinics. And then the clinics picked it right away to recommend it to their patients. So I do feel like a pandemic is accelerating the digital technological trend really, really fast. What was the name of your company again? Uh, it's Vault, V-A-L-D. Vault, okay, V-A-L-D. Vault Performance. And they're from Queensland in Australia? Yes. yes. Oh, that's excellent. This is when we finished our six months capstone project, we all ended so happy. And we were like, let's just do the picture to celebrate the moment. So we did the picture with the executive from, he also flew from Australia to see our presentation, to chat with our mentors and advisors. Oh, excellent. Very good. Yeah. Is that, and, is that, was that after your presentation? Yeah, that was after. We were so relieved. <laughs> yeah, the happy smiles. I see the happy smiles. Yeah. And this is the last trip we did before COVID. So Anderson has, FEMBA has a tradition. FEMBA takes over Vegas yeah. every year during <laughs> present day. <laughs> That's our tradition. So we did that. We still did this tradition this year. And that was our last trip together. We all went to Vegas and we watched the old show together. And this is the picture we took right after the show. The big Vegas trip. Oh, very yes. good. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you for that. that that's yeah. so wonderful. You know, pictures worth a thousand words. And I love the stories of, you know, some of your relationships, you know, with classmates that go from leadership foundations to the first mm -hmm. quarter, all the way to the global access program. And now you're going to continue as you, as you graduate. What else should we know about your Anderson experience? Anything about uh, FEMBA council or? Um... I, I think the overall tagline will be just be open-minded, be a, be flexible to take everything. You, even something you feel scared of, even something you are unsure of, and when the opportunity is present to you, do not back off, take it. Like for example, I never served at the FEMBA council, like, like student council in general, to be honest, I never did it. But when I feel like this is something I can contribute, and then I started to do more, and then I started to know more about leadership. Leadership is not just about something you get all the glory on you. It's all about the hard work you are going to put into and how much impact you want to drive to the community you care about.
is about self-driven. It's about compassion. It is about how you put yourself into others' shoes to think about others' life. And I do want to say that this is really happening in our daily life. Why there are protesting going on in the world? Because we all see others' pain. We all see the anger and we feel it. Because we all feel the same emotions, we were able to really connect with people and really make the change our generation has been wanting for. It's not how, how much things you have been saying we want the change, it's how much, things, how much work you have been doing, we are making the change. And I do think that's the leadership that Anderson has told us, just put yourself into it and do it. I love that approach to leadership. It's not about all the glory for shining on me, but it's about the hard work of leadership. Mm -hmm. You were the internal rep um, for your flex section. And when you would, so was, was running for student government, was that one of those things that was a little scary for you at first because you'd not done it before? Yeah, I think at, at the same time is like you're remote, right? Is a lot of times you, you don't have enough access to, it's not like access, access is always there, but it's very hard for you to navigate how to get the access you want. But like it's remote, it's very hard. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm doing even doing school remote. Why can't like do like running a student body remote? Why can't do that? And then you find out things are not as hard as you thought. Once you started to do it, things will roll out like naturally. And you we got a, like really, really good support system. I always get my emails answered within 30 minutes. Like for any emails I emailed in any Anderson community. It's just the support you can get is amazing. And you don't, you don't have to think like second, like uh, again, you know, it's just, it's there. That's the thing I want to emphasize. Anderson is there, always there for you. I love how you said, you know, be ready to have fun, be ready to be open-minded um, mm -hmm. with, with the clubs and, and all of the activities. You were a tutor for the core class. You were a social impact fellow. Uh, tell people about also being a, a student representative for the Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Initiative. So yes, we had these initiatives a while ago, but I think starting a couple years ago, we started to have a board that is made of our professors. Dean Heather Crusoe, she's amazing. She just really like a very, very thoughtful and very, very compassionate about the objective. And he's a, he's a behavior scientist. He really can show you the research behind it. And also we had uh, representatives from all the programs. We have representatives from FEMBA program, from Fortan program, from EMBA program. And we all got together bi-weekly to talk about the things we wanted to promote in our community. And we also discussed things like we see their sensing is unfair going on and we discuss it, especially during this time, we had a lot of emails going back and forth to share our thoughts and to really offer the thoughts to each other to let people know we all think in that way. We all want to help and to make the change. So I think this is a really good channel for people to think. And I want one thing I want to highlight, yes, this is only for Anderson, it's the Anderson community. But think about Anderson. The Anderson network is not just in UCLA communities, not just in California. It's beyond the world. I went to London Business School for my global exchange. And actually, I met our alumni in London, and we had a lunch together. So, and at that point, I listened to 
oh, Anderson is so big in Europe too. So it's the diversity inclusion. When you learned from Anderson, you took it all over the world. You promoted all over the world and the impact you can make, you can take from Anderson is beyond the imagination. Why did you choose London and what did you like about that experience? Yes. So there was one thing highlighted at Anderson is our Center of Global Management. So for Center of Global Management is run by Lucy. She's amazing. <laughs> She's like one of the like amazing people I know. She's so supportive. And we do have two programs every like summer. Is one is for global emerging. It's like the, uh, a professor will lead a project that take a group of students travel to that country to really understand what the country's economy, what the, what the country's culture to really expand your vision as a global leader. And the second program is Global Exchange is when we will, as a student alone, go to the other school to really learn what the other school students are learning and what kind of culture, what kind of classroom dynamics they have in a different culture. The reason I choose London Business School because when I was undergrad, I did international accounting as my major and it's like British focused. And a lot of my classmates from college went to UK after our graduation for their like a postgrad study, but I chose America. So I always felt like UK is kind of on my list. I, I want to get the same experience my college friends had. So when I saw the experience and the opportunity, and that's why I just applied it. And uh, I, I'm so happy I did it. The final thing I want to talk about your career, and I'd like to hear about, you know, Shutterfly during school and Amazon now as you get ready to graduate. But before we leave sort of the student engagement part of our interview, um, could you tell people about Humans for Wuhan? Because I'd really like people to know about your initiative. Yes, as a Chinese citizen, I always felt like this just when the pandemic just happened, like in China, when China was the epicenter of the COVID-19, I really saw people struggle. I had a cousin who lived in Wuhan when it all happened, while all his family was visiting other cities. So when the lockdown happened, he was all alone in Wuhan for 78 days. That was really what happened there. And, and just made me to think, made me to feel the pain about my people back home when they hit home so hard. And then I look around, the people are starting to use this to against a lot of Asian people. This mm -hmm. is a real issue. People had that uh, like racism against the Asians around there. I had one of my friends who lives in New York. He got, he got kicked out by a cab because he was Chinese in January. And the way it happened, it made us why, why people in think in that way. Yes, people don't see the story from of like ordinary Chinese people, how they really experienced that. So we decided to take the uh, narratives from Chinese social media written by the normal, ordinary Chinese people online and translate them in English, posted on the website and social media to really let people know what is really Chinese people are experiencing. And then we decided to push them on our website so people have a channel to see the collections of the stories we collected from ordinary Chinese people. 
That's so inspiring. I love it. And and one of your partners turned out to be a PhD at UCLA, right? Yes. Yeah, so the funniest thing is like we didn't know each other. We found this initiative online. So we just crowdsourcing the articles and then we say, okay, let's let's three of us do it. And then we found I found out the wall of them. I actually a PhD at UCLA is like, oh, brewings. <laughs> so it's really interesting. And the other partner, he is a graduate from Columbia Business School. So it's just automatically connect. I feel like, okay, I'm connected with one partner with my school and I connect with another partner with MBA. It's the perfect niche for three of us. So we have been doing these translations. Oh, I love it. Yeah, let's see. Do you have the, okay, there we are. And the way really feel like this resonate with us from J.K. Rowling, they always have a room for stories that can transport people to another place. And I do feel like all these stories we are reading right now, no matter it's from the U.S. or it's from U.K., from China, is just make people to really see other people's perspectives to make us more be more compassionate. Mm. Oh, that's great. And we collect the stories from uh, these categories. We collect stories from our healthcare providers, how they are fighting the virus from frontline. We collect stories from patients, how they struggled with the uh, virus. And also have reporters who are trying to record all these stories. And the residents who are just being locked down and quarantined at home, how they struggled when, we, when they were the only ones that being impacted in the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. This so is we so find people. <laughs> Thank you. And we really help these things can really make people to see both sides and be, not be blind minded what's going on. By the end, we are all the global citizens, we are all humans, and we are fighting the same problem. What, what, did you, what did you learn from launching this initiative in the middle of school? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I was taking EVI, Entrepreneurship Venture Initiative. And while I was doing that, I was like, I'm really taking what I learned from class to making it happen. Although it's, it's a venture, but it's, it's not profit. We paid everything out of our own pocket. But you feel like you are running uh, organization, how you make, like when the things happening, a lot of people feel passionate online, right? We want to make things happen, want to contribute, but it's very messy, it's very chaotic when you don't have an organization going on, you don't have organized process, and you don't even have like a guideline to navigate people to allocate resources. But I do feel like my MBA course helped me to allocate the resources to make me feel like, okay, let's put a process, a bridging process together. And the weekend start doing like our project, the pro project management. And this is the same thing we started to learn. Oh, this is the MBA actually, what they told me, how, the, how we think in a higher, in a higher like level to really how to make the project together. And just, just amazing. Sometimes I feel like how these things translate in, into each other, how you really learn from MBA, not just contribute to your career, but also contribute to something that you just feel passionate about and you just want to contribute. That is so, I, what I love about your story is how proactive you are. You're just on the court, um, you know, participating with your friends and participating with school and participating with your heart 
you know, here's a chance for me to address racism, one slice of racism. Uh, you know, there's so many, unfortunately, different types, but here's one that we could, we could share stories and people could see the people behind that are their human beings also. It's I just so, and, and that you found time to do this during school, Sophie. <laughs> be open-minded you don't you don't know what you are capable of and here you do it and I think that's the passion like when you have the passion you will find time to make it happen yeah well and and I want your story to inspire other people because one of the things we talked about when we got ready to interview is you really heard the idea that UCLA could be a safe space a space yes. to experiment and a space to find your voice uh, Dean Osborne last year when he was our interim dean, I loved, he talked about, you know, MBA students and, and just human beings in general, but all of us, the chance to find our voice and to, to let, let our heart come out of our mouth and then connect our brain to a plan so that we, mm -hmm. we, can, we can feel it, we can say it, we can think it, and we can actually make this change that the world is hungry for and ready for. Mm -hmm. And I, I resonate with that deeply. It's just, Anderson is a safe place. You, have, you can just be yourself. There's no stupid ideas. All ideas are being valued. And I have stupid ideas. I have, <laughs> you don't, you're too smart for that, but I have plenty. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I feel like serious. At first, I feel like maybe Anderson is so great. Like I, I'm so free to say things because people are smarter than me. No, people, they want to hear your words, to be honest. They want, they want to see you. They want to hear you. And if you don't yell, you make people stop and let them listen to you. That's just the lesson I learned. You have to do it that way. And that's, that's the thing. You have to be yourself and feel safe to do so. And Anderson is definitely a place for you to do so. So now let's talk about your career. Because in addition to all of this, you also have really been very proactive with your career, Sophie. So, um, so mostly during... FEMBA, you were at Shutterfly, mm -hmm. but that's not where you were working before FEMBA, and now it's not where you're going to be working as you leave FEMBA. So, so tell people about Sophie's career, because your career has yeah. had a lot of motion. Yes. So I, before I started uh, at Anderson, I was working for a fintech company. Right now, they call them Zellpay. It's just like an online payment company as a fintech company. I really like that. And uh, is and we have been through a lot of acquisitions and then things become like very different and then I was like okay so I want to learn more about this kind of business how I can work with marketing partners how can I work with my business partners how I can talk to my salespeople to make them more motivated and then it made me to start to think about MBA to learn more about business and then I got the opportunity at Shutterfly as an internet company and I felt like this is something I want to learn, not just from the career or knowledge perspective. It's also from company culture. As Shutterfly is a California company headquarters, but my operation is actually based in Arizona. So I get to know both kind of different flavors of how in different geographies, the company, the office culture can be a bit different. And, and then I started in Anderson, during Anderson, I have been learning a lot from my peers. You know, you can, you don't have access to so many companies at one time, except you go to, especially FEMBA program. Mm -hmm. There are people from all over the world, from different kinds of companies. And I got to learn about 
Google, about IBM, about Facebook. I got to know about different company cultures and what kind of initiatives they're doing, why they are tech giant. Wait, sorry, why they are tech giant. Is there any reasons we want to know about all these things? And it just makes me inspired. How I can make my Anderson experience more different, how I can take the knowledge I have gained from Anderson, from my career, go to the next step. So I decided to participate at OCR, is on campus recruiting. And on other shout out to FEMBA Career Services Office. Like Pam is always there. Like I can just put her time like, Pam, I have an interview tomorrow. I need you to mock me today. <laughs> so she was just like jump ahead of it. And even after I got my offer from Anderson, she would send me articles about Anderson to make me feel like this is the right decision I want to make because I did get an other offer. She will help me to really list out the pros and the cons, but she always come back to me. What do you want to do? What kind of environment you want to be? What do you want to be in your next step of career? She makes me to think in that way to really make me to make the right decision. And I do feel like career is a very like, significant part of our decision in Anderson, but it's also who you have become and how the job fits you, make you a perfect match. And that is the right decision for you to make in your career because that is a genuine lasting decision that you will stick with. And that's how I learned why Amazon is a good fit with me. It's very result oriented. It's very nimble. It's always looking for something new. And I will be in a program that is rotating to learn different perspectives of the huge business, especially they are growing from not online retail, but offline retail, but also media, cloud computing, hardware, software. And I feel like this is something I feel, oh, that's me. I want, I like to do different things as you can see. <laughs> I like to be challenged and I like to see the results that I'm driving. So, I just really feel like this is a good fit and uh, I will be so much happier. Oh, that's so exciting. So, so you found this job with Amazon through on-campus recruiting. So you, yes, I did. you went through all of the preparation and requirements of that. Yes. And, and the person you mentioned, Pam, of course, is Pam and Susan and Jackie are the team supported with Brianna. And, and for those of you who are new admits, um, you know, they're, they're, you have access to the Parker Career Management Center, which is wonderful, and Regina's team is incredible. But but the FEMBA team works with Parker, but also focuses only specifically on the FEMBA student experience because the dynamics are different. I'm still working at Shutterfly, but I want to find out what's out there is a different dynamic than when I'm a full-time student and I'm just not employed and I'm looking for an internship and then a full-time job. So, um, so Sophie, you took so so great advantage of that. And, and now the new role is, it's a, it's a finance leadership rotation. Yes. So you'll, you'll start in Seattle, but then maybe go to other locations or have they told you or? Uh, no, I don't know yet what I'm going to do for my second rotation. But the first rotation, yes, is in Seattle in headquarters. Wow. Okay. So, so I'm not working at Shutterfly when I apply to Anderson. I, I start, you started at Shutterfly like during Leadership Foundations or? Yes, like right after that week of Leadership Foundation. So the picture we saw with your group mates, you, you do Leadership Foundations, you have the beer, you take the picture, you start a new job, you go three years through that, you go to London, um, mm -hmm. your global access program is, is with an Australian company, um, you're starting Humans for Wuhan, 
then you go through on-campus recruiting and now you're gonna you're gonna graduate and instead of coming from Arizona to Los Angeles you're going from Arizona to Seattle <laughs> yes I have been all over the place like uh, like you don't want to see like my my like my boarding pass <laughs> from airport. I'm just so natural right now. Like I can go to the airport, not right now, but I have been having like a, doing. I can do homework at the airport like all the time. Nobody bothers me because I know this is the time I get. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. The the work habits that you that you develop. Every yeah. Pemba is a is a black belt ninja in time management. It's. It's you should get you should get you should get the MBA and then you should get a master's in time management also. <laughs> we all we all got that like our whole class and I think all FEMBA programs all feel in that way. And I I don't even like having a family to be honest. I have friends who had babies. They are in FEMBA programs. It's mm -hmm. just like amazing how people can achieve. And the people ask, Are you tired? Not really. You get the energies from all your classmates, to be honest. Sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm flying from Arizona to take class. And then I have a friend who is flying from New York, mm -hmm. <laughs> from DC. It's just, it, it, they, they have people doing things and even maybe they work harder than you and you get inspired, you get energy from them. That's the magic, the group energy from the whole program. Well, I am so grateful to have you as a voice of the 2020 class. Um, yeah, of course. I, I really, there are two things from your, from last year, from the 2019 class, their salary went up 49% from start to finish. And when they were surveyed and they asked after they graduated, what's, what do you miss most? You know, what people really miss most in last year's alumni survey is, is that energy that you talk about, that, that your, your, your friends, they're not just classmates, they really are friends. And when you say you're not tired, because there's an energy that goes with this. Oh, let's go take a camping trip. Oh, let's go to Las Vegas. Oh, let's go to London. You know, all while you have a full-time job and you're doing well and you're, you know, taking a good life and aiming it even higher. That, that to me is, there's a magical energy that I observe that happens when aspirational people share their aspiration with each other. Yes, and I do feel like the Anderson community has really well positioned us to even face this challenge right now. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's mental distressed, but what we can learn is from what we have gained from our past experience. And I do feel like Anderson has taught us to be resilient and to really be optimistic, mm. to be about our future and to really put into actions. Yes, we are optimistic, but we are not just hoping things will get better. We are the one to make things better. Not, not, not maybe the world, but maybe at one thing at a time, just, just besides you, to make people around you feel better, to, make, to give, send a nice card to your classmates, to make them feel like we are thinking about you. And we even do we like a virtual happy hour to make people feel like we are all surrounded by the friendship, by the love we all have. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like we, we spend so much time with people at work and during FEMBA, we spend so much time with our FEMBA classmates. Um, why not go ahead and make that a human experience? Mm -hmm. You know, why not, why not support each other? Why not be there for each other, share success, lift each other up. 
-hmm. Well, Sophie, you've been so generous. Um, at the end here, any, any thoughts that you would share to the entering 2023s? Any thoughts you want to share to your fellow 2020s? The, the COVID commencement experience this week? I don't even know. Um, you know, you really are a, a, a survivor class, right? You've, you've made it. No, no other FEMBA class in 32 years ever had to go through the spring quarter you all have had to go through. Um, well, we were talking about it the other day, but maybe it's not, it's not all bad. Maybe it's just something make us all memorable. Look what we did during a pandemic. We, a lot of us moved across the country. A lot of, and we are graduating, we are the COVID class and we should be like always remembered in that way. And we should be proud of us. We made it no matter how hard the situation is. We got the things we wanted to achieve, no matter how things just changed all of a sudden. And I think that's something we should always think and be proud of ourselves. And for 2023, I, I want to say, you made the right decision. That's the only thing I want to say. <laughs> this is the place you will achieve something you can never imagine. And you will make the friendship for literally a life wrong. And I just wish you the best, to be honest. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Yes. Oh, that's good. I, I can't say their name yet. There's a, there's a new student who um, was actually not working for a period of time to take care of a family member. And that person just got a new job and they're going to start at Amazon. So I'm going to, wow. I can't even say their name yet because I haven't even officially gotten them admitted yet. But um, I connected that person with Susan Cowell and they've already talked a little bit getting ready. So I'm going to, I'm going to build a, a Amazon connection between Sophie Gao 2020 and the brand new person who I can't say their name yet. That's great. Um, yeah, it is great. Sophie Gao, uh, thank you for being a wonderful example of the dream of America, the dream of humanity, a world where people can get along and, and not be limited by racism, but can see what they have in common, not what we have different. Thank you for being a leader in life. And I can't wait to follow your career. It's so inspiring to have gotten to hear your story. Your father worked hard, but you work hard also. Um, and it's, runs in the family. Yeah, I think it runs in the family. I think it runs <laughs> in the family. So thank you very much, Sophie. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you for having me. And uh, I wish all the best to class of 2020 and the class of 2023. See you in commencement 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Today, this was Sophie Gao, uh, almost graduated member of the class of 2020. And thank you so much for listening.